Welcome to The Open Word, the online teaching ministry of Pastor David Landry on today's episode. Open our hearts, change us from within by the open word. Give us ears to hear your truth and eyes to see the needs around us as we draw. I cared not where or how I lived or what hardships I went through so that I could but gain souls to Christ. I declare now I am dying, but I would not have spent my life otherwise for the whole world. Such a short time to serve the Lord, and yet he served the Lord with his whole heart, with his whole strength, because he had a calling of God to serve as a missionary. As Pastor David continues his teaching series through the book of Acts, he'll be encouraging you to pray for God to give you a fresh vision for your life. The Bible says that where there is a lack of vision, the people perish. God has specific good works he has predestined you to complete, and you are on this earth for a very specific reason. The question is, are you obeying what God has commanded you to do? purpose to pray for direction and use the spiritual gifts he's given to you to help further his kingdom. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Acts chapter 13 as he continues his message. Are you on a mission? unknowns are listed with and they are held by God, guys, with the very same honor as those names that are known. Don't sorrow if no one recognizes your service for your great king. After all, we don't come to serve man. We come to serve Jesus. Luke tells us that these men here at Antioch, they came together, these five men, they came together, they ministered to the Lord, and they fasted. And the best we can understand is that they came for a time of prayer, uh, a time of worship, uh, all during this time of fasting. They were seeking the Lord's will. They were seeking, I believe, the direction for the church there in Antioch. And rather than going on the best laid plans of man, they sought the Lord's direction, and he was faithful to reveal it to them. Luke tells us that the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them to. Was it an audible voice where they all praying, the five of them, and all of a sudden just this miraculous voice came from heaven saying, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul? Very possibly, it could have happened. God has done that other places within the scripture. But I also believe that at this point in time, when we look and see that as even as Luke introduces them, he says that in the church there at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. I believe in a very real way, through the gift of prophecy, the Holy Spirit could have spoken through one of those with that gift of prophecy and says, the Holy Spirit has spoken that we should separate Barnabas 
and Saul for the work of ministry. Again, not giving glory to any man that has a gift, but giving glory to God who again speaks and calls men for the work of ministry. They were to separate Barnabas and Saul for the work of God, the work that God had prepared them, the work that God had gifted them, the work that God had called them to accomplish. And I love this. God had a plan in mind already, and I believe that that plan was already in mind absolutely before they even began to pray, before they began to worship, definitely before they began to fast. Guys, you need to understand that God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. If we are his, if we call Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, God has a plan and a purpose for us. Our task, our responsibility is, Lord, what would you have me to do? How can I serve you the best? where I am with the giftings, with the callings that you have placed in my life. The Lord, again, declared to them, he showed them, he spoke to them what they were to do. They fasted and prayed, the Lord showed them. But then even after the Lord told them, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, once again, they fasted and prayed and then they laid hands on them and they sent them out. They sent them on that journey. Again, praying and fasting, seeking the Lord. I don't believe that they prayed and fast after that because they were in doubt. I believe, again, they were praying and fasting, uh, not only for confirmation of what was declared, but also for protection, for the Lord's leading, for the Lord's provision, for the Lord's blessing as these two men go out for that purpose that God was calling them to. How dare we ever send anyone off in any area of ministry without, first of all, asking for the covering of Almighty God's hand within their life? Man, I don't want to go out there on my own strength. I don't want to stand in this pulpit on my own strength. Man, before we begin the service, we gather back in my office. We pray. We pray for God's anointing on the worship, God's anointing on the preaching of the word and on the teaching of the word in Sunday school classes. We pray for the anointing of God on your ears to be able to hear, even if the failings of men fall flat, that the Holy Spirit would speak into your heart and life when you're here. Guys, we want God's work, his move, his hand working within our lives. And when we look at this idea of missions, going out on missions, I look at that and I understand that's a, that's a particular calling of God. It's a calling of God with, with the gifting from the Holy Spirit. And when we look at the gifts of the Spirit, Granted, we don't look at that list of multiple lists of gifts of the Spirit. We don't see missionary in there anywhere. But we do see apostle. Now bear with me for a moment as you understand this. Not apostle with a capital A as an office within the church, but as a gift to and for the church. In the Greek language, that word apostle simply means uh, to send. It comes from the verb to send. Josephus, the early church, or the early historian, a Jewish historian of the first century, he uses the word several times with that idea of sending out emissaries. He uses that word or a form of that word in that idea. We also find even in the, the Hebrew trend or the Greek translation of the Hebrew manuscripts of the Old Testament, that word being used as one who is sent, particularly with a special task. When I look at the word outside of the office of apostle, and I see the gift and the calling of apostle given to the church, 
I see it as one who is sent out. I see it as the missionaries that we send and have sent through the years. Outside of that office of the apostle that was given by the Lord to particular ones, again, to give them authority over the church, we see that usage of the ministry of apostle throughout the New Testament in individuals or groups of people that were sent out by the church as authorized representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ and of his church. That's, that's made clear in a couple of chapters. In chapter 14, speaking of Barnabas and Paul, by then he gets the name Paul. But it says, uh, but when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard this. Again, Luke recognizes that Barnabas is an apostle, not an office in the church, but as one that sent out. Calling of a po- or of missionary. As I said, it's an exact calling. And it's an important calling. I believe it's just as exact as the calling as a pastor teacher. It is a calling specific that God has on individuals' lives. And although every one of us, if you claim the Lord Jesus Christ, every one of us, we're called, we're commissioned, and we are commanded by the Lord Jesus Christ to always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks for the reason of the hope that's within you. We are called as believers in Christ to be ready both in season and out of season to declare the reality of that hope that's within us. But above and beyond that general call is that special, that unique calling as a missionary to leave the comforts, to leave the the, the familiarity of home, to travel forward specifically on task as an ambassador of Christ to a place to a people, or to a nation, again, with that precise purpose of winning individuals to Christ. Guys, being a missionary, well, I, I, I want to uh, take a, a vacation trip to, uh, to England, and so I'm going to join with the, the quote-unquote missions trip that comes up uh, later on this year, the ones that Pastor Robert is involved in with the Christian-Islamic dialogue. Guys, that's not a vacation It is going specifically with the purpose to declare the hope of Jesus Christ to Muslim men and women there in London and in the surrounding communities. Don't sign up to go on that if you're looking for a vacation to England. Don't stop in the middle of the time and say, hey, listen, I want to take time. I want to go over here and tour this part of the the, the city. No, that's not what it's for. It is a missions trip for that purpose. A purpose, again, to go out and win people for Jesus Christ. Someone who had a true missionary heart, a fellow by the name of J.L. Ewan. Ewan writes, as long as there are millions destitute of the word of God and knowledge of Jesus Christ, it will be impossible for me to devote time and energy to those who have both. You see, He doesn't have the pastor's heart. He's got the evangelist's heart. He's got the calling of an evangelist to go where none have heard. It's like the apostle Paul. Paul says, I'm not gonna go and build on another man's foundation. I'm not gonna go where others have already declared. No, I'm gonna go where it's never been declared before. That's a missionary heart. That's a missionary calling. Hudson Taylor, a name that many of you are probably familiar with. He was a missionary in China 
Well, his heart to serve as a missionary for him began at a very, very early age. Later on in his life, he writes that at age five, at five years old, he already had the heart that said that when I am a man, I want to be a missionary and go to China. At five years old, later on as a young man, he says, I feel I cannot go on living unless I do something for China. A man with the heart of a missionary, a man with a heart for the people of China. In his old age, after being a veteran missionary for years and years, he wrote, if I had a thousand lives, I'd give them all for China. What a heart, what a call, and what a response to that call of God in his life. Guys, that can be nothing less than the sovereign call of Almighty God for a man or a woman to serve him in that capacity, to have that kind of a passion, that kind of a driving force within their lives, the call of God on their lives. Let me share with you about another individual. David was born in Connecticut. He was uh, one out of 10 children. By the time he was nine years of age, he had lost both his father and his mother and he and his siblings became orphans. 10 years later, at the age of 19, he actually inherited the family farm. But because he didn't have a heart for farming, he prepared himself to enter into Yale University. In the midst of that preparation, God intercepted the life of David, and, and David surrendered to what he would later write as a hearty desire to exalt God, to set him on the throne, and to seek first his kingdom. Well, he went on to Yale with that heart within him, and two years later, he was sent home from Yale, uh, suffering from what was later on diagnosed as tuberculosis. After being out of Yale for a season, he went back the next year, but then only to get expelled because he had a major disagreement with one of his professors. And then after failed attempts to get back into Yale, David was pretty much at a loss of what the Lord would have him to do because without his degree, he was afraid that his options were gonna be way too limited. But through the counsel of friends and, and acquaintances, David was encouraged to go with his passion for God and what God had gifted and called him for and to step out and be a missionary. So in April of 1743, David Brainerd became a missionary for the First Nations people up in the Northeast from New York to Massachusetts. The problem is, is that early illness that he had, it actually limited his time to serve as a missionary. He served as a missionary only for three and a half years. And in 1747, at the ripe old age of 29, David went to meet the Lord. But yet the impact of his heart, his passion for the Lord, and his ministry, again, touched so many people. Because what you also need to understand is during those three and a half years of service to the Lord, David suffered tremendously. 
He suffered from a form of depression that was sometimes so immobilizing. At least 22 different occasions, it led him to a wish for death. He was also affected by the difficulties that were faced by many missionaries, particularly of that time. The great loneliness of just being out there serving the Lord on his own. He was a single man, left no family. Also the very lack of food and shelter, but he was doing this for the glory of God, not for his own comfort, not as a vacation for him. In David's journal entries, there was found these words. All my desire was the, con- was the conversion of this people. I cared not where or how I lived or what hardships I went through so that I could but gain souls to Christ. I declare now I am dying but I would not have spent my life otherwise for the whole world. Such a short time to serve the Lord, and yet he served the Lord with his whole heart, with his whole strength, because he had a calling of God to serve as a missionary. As I shared, his life touched the hearts and lives of many down through the years, many other missionaries that went out to serve. A couple that you would be familiar as William Carey, a faithful missionary to India for many, many, many years. A lot of hardship, again, in the ministry to India. But another man you might be familiar with uh, back uh, in the mid-1900s, a fellow by the name of Jim Elliott. You remember the story of Jim Elliot. Jim Elliot had a great passion to bring the gospel, the hope of the gospel, to the people of Ecuador. And time and time again, they tried to get in to share the hope of the gospel. And on one occasion, they were there. And the people that they came to share the hope of the gospel with rose up, murdered not only Jim Elliot, but the other men that were with him at that point in time. But it was Elliot that's credited with the words, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. If we could do a flash survey through the book of Acts this morning, we'd see the sufferings of the Apostle Paul over and over and over again. In fact, in one of his letters, Paul lists, uh, enumerates the, the, the variety of different sufferings that he had within his life during the time that he was sharing Christ and the time that he was pressing forward for the cause of the Lord. Guys, this is the roadmap for missionaries down through the millennia. That it doesn't matter what else is going on. I'm here to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Here in Acts, Barnabas and Saul, they didn't become missionaries because there was a church job fair and there was a guy with a big poster there that says, hey, become a missionary, see Europe or visit the Mediterranean, become a missionary. No, they became missionaries because the Holy Spirit had sent them out. Look what it says in verse four. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived in Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. Now, did they really know exactly where they were going when they got prayed for there in Antioch, where that journey was going to take them? We really don't know. 
I believe that they were just led by the Holy Spirit. They were sent out by the Holy Spirit. Listen, if the Holy Spirit sends you out, you better make sure you continue to be led by the Holy Spirit, amen? You want to know that he's the one that's leading. But how about you? Have you ever felt that maybe, just maybe, the Lord would have you serve outside of your comfort zone? To serve outside of the familiar? To surrender your plans for his plans? It might be something local, ministering to disadvantaged kids throughout our community. One of our gals, Athena, felt God's call in her life to do that. She didn't wait for the uh, uh, church to give her directions or instructions. She felt led by the Holy Spirit, and you know what? She went out there, and even today, she still is serving a group of disadvantaged children over in the Eloy and Toltec area. Why? Because she sought the Lord, and the Lord gave her direction. It might be something regional, stepping out to share your faith, to share your time, your talents in an area of our country where people are suffering because of a variety of different losses. Through the years, we've taken teams uh, after hurricanes, after earthquakes, after floods, and all of these things. We've gone down to uh, the southern states and assisted there. We've gone to the middle of the United States and assisted there. Others that we know of have gone over to California following the fires. Again, giving of their hearts and lives. Why? Because because they felt God was calling them not to go on a vacation to Southern Cal, but to go and to serve and to minister to people that are hurting. Maybe for you, it might be an international call, taking that step to go where he calls you to go for the purposes that he calls you to. Whatever that case, don't let it be your emotions that drive you. Emotions are good but they're definitely not enough, particularly when that calling becomes hard, when the difficulties come, when the sufferings happen, then suddenly the emotions say, I wanna go home. And I think that's probably what happened with John Mark. And we'll look at that in the further areas as we get into this chapter. John went with them, but very soon he left them. Why? Perhaps he came on emotions. We don't know. I don't wanna speculate too much. But guys, you cannot do this on the direction of man. Getting directions and being equipped to serve, that's good, but make certain that it's not just the call of man or some organization. It truly is not the church or a denomination that calls you to serve. It has to be, it must be the calling and the gifting of God in your life. If there is a desire, then pray that the Lord would give you that call, give you that gifting to be able to enable you to fulfill that call, to empower you, again, with that presence of the Holy Spirit to be able to complete that call. When Barnabas and Saul Along with this one, John Mark, they moved out, they began serving. Yeah, it became a point where John Mark left. Was it because he had a call of man? Hey, why don't you come and assist us? And it came to a point of backing down. We don't know. But the question is, is what is God calling you today? Maybe it's not to be a missionary. I understand that. But I also believe that possibly in a group this size, or if you're hearing by radio or any other way, you might be having that nudging, that urging of the Holy Spirit in your life. To step out of the ordinary, to step out of the familiar, and to step by faith into the gifting and the calling that God has for you. Open our 
Thanks for joining Pastor David today as we study the book of Acts on the open word. Though our program has come to an end today, your time in God's word can continue. It could be beneficial to go back and study today's passage in Acts on your own and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you about what you read. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor David, you'll find them at theopenword.com. We'd love to meet you too. If you're in the Casa Grande area, please join us this weekend at Calvary Chapel Casa Grande. For directions and service times, give us a call at 520-836-9676. That's 520-836-9676. Now let's turn it back over to Pastor David for a quick request for you, our listener. Thanks, Chris. You know, as this ministry continues to grow and reach further into the community and around the nation with the message of the gospel, I know the enemy wants to stop it. I also know that prayer is a big part of holding him back. Would you take time to pray for us every time you tune in to The Open Word? Pray too for our listeners, your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, and those who may have yet to place their faith in Jesus. This last category especially needs prayer. It could be that the next message you hear may be the first time they're learning about the hope that's only found in Jesus. Please pray that their hearts would be open and that they'd make a decision to follow Jesus forever. Hey, thanks for praying, and thank you for being a loyal listener to The Open Word.